Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,919. The topic is Q&A and the title is How to Stay Motivated When Not on Steroids. Ooh. <laughs> um, I kind of feel like anytime I say the word steroids, it's like uh, pressure, <laughs> uh, as in it's going to catch more people's attention. It's definitely uh, like one of those like buzzwords for uh, podcast titles. Uh, it's definitely going to get people's attention because there's a lot of like myth and stigma. Um, I don't know, like sensation around steroids and taking drugs, and it's. It is a common thing in the fitness culture, and I wanted to touch on it because one of my clients, who's a a fellow trainer, brought it up in a conversation we were having, and it was a really neat perspective, so I thought it would be fun to share in a podcast. So they said that they've been struggling with motivation uh, being natural, meaning they're not taking, um, you know, exogenous forms of testosterone above normal physiological levels. So sometimes people will take uh, TRT, like testosterone replacement therapy, or HRT, hormone replacement therapy, and they'll get exogenous forms, meaning like outside of the body forms of testosterone, just to at least have them be optimal uh, within like normal healthy ranges. And there are ways to optimize hormones for men and female, uh, females. Uh, so they'll do that to just be normal. So when we say, or when someone refers to steroids, the the unspoken assumption is that it's above normal physiological levels. So you're taking it away above what the body would normally produce, and then therefore you're gonna get better results than what the body could normally produce. So this trainer is struggling because, uh, well actually he, he just watched the video yesterday on YouTube. It's by Renaissance Periodization, Mike Isratel. Uh, so you can find that. Uh, again, the channel name is Renaissance Periodization. The topic was actually literally how to stay motivated on steroids. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if that was the exact title, but that's you're going to see that that's pretty much what the title was. And it was a video they just posted. Uh, well, actually, it'll be two days ago by the time you hear this podcast. So... The client had watched that video, and then they sent it to me, and they asked kind of what my opinion was. They said that they've been struggling in their own mindset with seeing other trainers online uh, who just look amazing. They're either great aesthetics or great strength, and he's just struggling because he's like, man, I look nothing like that. How am I going to be successful as a trainer? And what's also hard is that their clients, he knows that his clients see that as well. So he's like, it's tough because I want it for myself. My clients want it for themselves. But the clients don't often know that that person's on steroids. So since my trainer is a little more in the know, a little more knowledgeable, I've been doing this for a while, uh, he's aware of at least the like a safe assumption of who is on drugs and who's not on drugs kind of thing if they don't talk about it openly uh, on social media. And he's like, it's, it's hard enough for me whenever I know that that's why they're further ahead. But to have clients who don't know that and they look at those people and they're like, you know, I want to look like that. And he's like, well, <laughs> so would I. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And he's like, I've kind of, I, I don't know what to do. I feel conflicted, confused a little bit on, on how do I approach that. 
You know, if I say that it's not possible, but they see it's possible, they're going to either think I'm a liar or that I don't know how to do it. They're going to go hire that person. That person's just sending them some bullshit template that, you know, they're just doing using to make money, uh, you know, while they're 15 minutes of fame. The client's going to be very unhappy, not going to see what they want, and they're going to waste six months to a year of their life. And will they ever come back? I don't know. So he's, he's like, I'm trying to do it the right way. I want to be honest with people, but... I don't, I don't know if they're going to believe me, and I don't know what to do. So he was asking what my thoughts were in regards to how he could stay motivated or how he could coach his clients to stay motivated when they're not on steroids uh, in the sense of, you know, is it even worth training? Is it even worth dieting if I'm not on drugs? Uh, the answer is absolutely, of course, yes. <laughs> um, there are a lot of people with great physiques, great strength who uh, are not on drugs. Um, I mean, you, go to, you can go to drug-tested competitions. doesn't necessarily mean that the people aren't on drugs. Uh, unfortunately, there are people in the industry who will take drugs that they know can't be tested, and they'll get a drug-free pro card uh, because it's just easier than doing it in an untested federation. So there are, unfortunately, kind of crappy people who break rules and stuff. But in general, if you go to drug-free competitions, uh, whether it's aesthetic competitions or strength competitions, uh, that is helpful because it does give you um, a little bit more of a realistic uh, pool of people to, not that you want to compare, but to have an idea of what's possible. Um, now, granted, there's they might not be on drugs, but there might be a huge difference in genetic uh, components that why someone is so much stronger, so much bigger and leaner than someone else is there is just an enormous amount of genetic variance that drugs absolutely is a significant part in, in why certain people are different than other people, even if they kind of die the same and train the same. Uh, but there's also genetic components uh, out the wazoo as to why that would be the case. So just because somebody's bigger, stronger, leaner doesn't mean they're automatically on drugs. Uh, there are tons of people who take steroids who look like crap and <laughs> uh, just because they don't eat right, they don't train right, they think the drugs are going to do everything and they don't do anything. Um, they, they don't create any change on their own. They just uh, help facilitate change. So we were talking about how to stay motivated and my answer was to focus on progress. And in order to ensure that progress is happening, you want to focus on adherence. So what's ultimately motivating is progress and the hope for continued progress. If you're making progress, if the client is making progress, then there's there still may be degrees of impatience, frustration, things might have little plateaus to them, but you'll still be motivated because between the impatience, between the frustrations, between the plateaus, you're seeing change. If you can see change, it allows you to keep pushing for more change. Too often though, when people want to measure progress, they measure the outcome when they should be measuring their habits. So for example, they measure, did I lose weight yet? Not, did I hit my daily targets today? <laughs> so I have clients all the time who aren't consistent with daily habits yet are frustrated when they don't see progress. 
And this is human nature. Uh, you know, I've had to learn to not do this, but it was na- like it's just natural for people to be like, you know, I feel the pressure of what I should be doing. Why aren't I getting the results? And it's like, yeah, just because you feel pressure of doing it doesn't mean you're actually doing it. <laughs> so I had to go through that kind of process on my own. Uh, and I encourage clients to do the same is you do have to kind of work through that that bias and the self lies and the blindness we have towards the things that we're not doing right <laughs> uh, to better understand why you might not be getting the results you want. So one client, for example, asked if we needed to change his program because he wasn't seeing results. Well, I don't know how it was surprising to him because I'd been mentioning it to him <laughs> in our weekly reviews, but I wrote down all of his calories, protein, and sugars because those were his three kind of main targets we were aiming for in nutrition over the previous 28 days. So I wrote this all down in his journal. Now it was in there like week by week by week, but I just kind of clumped it up and put it in there as one 28-day unit. And I compared them to our targets. And he didn't have a single day in the past 28 days where he had his calories, protein, and sugars at their target ranges. He would have some days with calories and sugars, but not protein. Some days with protein and sugar, but not calories. So there was a mixture of things, but there wasn't a single day in 28 days where he hit all the targets in one day. So basically I said, it wouldn't matter if we changed the plan because you're not following it. Now, I said it a lot more eloquently and nicer than that. <laughs> um, and I guess right now he's going to hear uh, kind of the more blunt version. But it doesn't matter what the hell's on the paper. He wasn't following what the paper said. So I could write down that he could eat, you know, three oranges a day and it wouldn't matter because he wasn't doing it. Uh, so the, the program wasn't why he wasn't making progress. He wasn't even following the program. So you can't blame the program if you're not even following the program. I had another client and they got upset with me. Uh, because I wasn't writing down their numbers for like the previous four weeks. Uh, but what they didn't know was I was actually still looking at them. I just wasn't writing them down for their own benefit. <laughs> so um, they had seen, they had had crazy family events and they were expressing feeling overwhelmed with tracking and feeling defeated in that they were trying to hit these numbers every day, but so many things were happening in their life that they weren't hitting the numbers and they it, it was like they just wanted to give up on everything. And I was like, well, you know, Let's not do that. <laughs> uh, so, like, my response was, do what you can. Let's focus on being as consistent as we can. But for now, let's focus on training. We have a greater sense of control with what we can do in training, and there are some things that we know we can clean up technique-wise in training. So do what you can for food, but let's focus on training for now because that's going to help keep you motivated. Then, as we were going through a couple weeks, they said, you haven't checked my numbers for over a month. When will you do that? And uh, I wrote in their, in their numbers. Uh, and over the previous two weeks, they only hit their daily numbers in two days. So two out of 14 days, they were actually in their targets. So I wrote back that I wasn't writing what I was seeing because I wasn't seeing an improvement and I didn't have anything new to write. So what I was writing for what they needed to be doing before all the chaos happened is still the same answer for what they need to be doing after the chaos happened. I didn't want to discourage them by just keep writing the same things over and over again. So here's actually a snippet from their journal. I know you're giving more attention to your food, and I'm super happy for you. You had a crazy few weeks, actually a few months, so I'm happy for you that you're back to tracking more regularly. 
I see that you're more consistent with at least three meals per day, which is great. Keep that up. What I see as what we would want to focus on is still the consistency of our daily calories and protein. We're still in need of hitting those targets before we could do anything else or more, anything more, to help us get more progress. The next steps of what we could do build off the foundation of consistency in calories and protein. Without those in place, nothing else we would do would be worth the energy and the time. So for the next two weeks, keeping keep using the six-hour time block tracking method. Make an effort to confirm your numbers during the day. But meanwhile, I've wrote all these things before, but again, I was trying not to depress them by writing it all again. Uh, but, okay, so... Uh, For the next two weeks, let's keep up the six-hour time block tracking method. Make an effort to confirm your numbers during the day so you can be more aware of what to eat later in the day that will help you reach your targets. Uh, You're doing great, and I'm glad you're tracking again. And I'm glad you prompted me to give you feedback as that's a sign you're motivated to put in the effort. Let's keep our focus on calories and protein and consistency. Let's get that in place, and then we'll look at what more we can do. So I was trying to be polite and kind because... Anytime I ever talk to anybody, I want to talk to them how I would want to be talked uh, to. Now, there's a little bit of variance in that uh, because I grew up with tough love and some pretty brutal honesty. I'm not going to give that to people if they're not, you know, of the same mindset. But the reason, like, what I mean by I would talk to them the way I'd want to be talked to is with respect and love. Uh, so I always want to respect people. I always want to share kind of loving, encouraging words to them, even if it's a struggle to find something <laughs> uh, that's encouraging. Uh, but what what's challenging is this client, we would get to the end of the day, and, and maybe they're supposed to have 120 grams of protein, and they're at like 76. And it's like, how the hell were you that far off? And, and not... Like, not that that's just a random day occurrence, and it's not even that they were like, yeah, that was just a rough day. I knew I messed up. It was like that mindset of, I've been following the diet. Why why aren't I making progress? And it's like, well, you were only at 76 grams of protein when the goal is 120. That That's so far off. I mean, that's why. <laughs> so So the answer becomes a little obvious when we look at what we're doing day by day. The answer is much more obvious as to why we might not be seeing results. So she was so focused on not seeing weight loss that she wasn't seeing that she wasn't following the diet. We want to focus on what we can do each day because if we're accurate to our daily goals and we're consistent, we'll make progress. And if we're making progress, that is what keeps us motivated. When you're natural, meaning you're not taking drugs, You can lose motivation preemptively by discrediting what you think you can achieve without drugs. You think, since I'm not on drugs, I can't look as good as, you know, fill in the blank. Or I can't be as strong as fill in the blank. But what we want to remain aware of is we don't even know yet what you can look like. How strong you can be you likely will surprise the hell out of yourself with how great you can look, how strong you can be if we adhere to our daily goals and we crush them day after day after day. I know in my own journey when I started lifting weights, I was 16. It took me until my mid-20s 
to be able to bench press 225, my late 20s to bench over 315. Uh, when I was 16 years old, though, there was a 15-year-old who could bench 405 in my school. <laughs> so there was a 15-year-old doing what it took me over 15 more years to be able to accomplish. It wasn't until I was in my 30s that I was able to bench 405 or more. It took me forever. It took me twice as long of training than I had been alive for me to be able to do that. And yet there was somebody when I was 15 years old that could do that. It's amazing, right? There were girls on the high school volleyball team that could squat more than me. Even when I was in college. (laughs) And I would come back to work at the weight room. I would see 17, 18 year old girls squatting more than I could. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> you know, I'm busting my butt every day. And they're over there, you know, oh, that was just frustrating. Oh my gosh, was it frustrating. I was happy for them, but man, I was frustrated with myself. It took me forever to get strong, it took me forever to get bigger and leaner. Now, I've made huge progress from when I was 16, but it took over 10 years for that progress to be remotely visible. To where somebody would be like, oh, you look like you work out. Or, oh, you must be a football player. Uh, that was the kind of the first thing I got uh, when I started getting any size was, oh, you look like a football player. Uh, I, I live in Rock Hill, South Carolina, which is near Charlotte. And I have been asked if I was a Carolina Panthers player before, which is badass and totally awesome. Uh, but it took freaking <laughs> forever. It took over 10 years of training to even look like I was athletic, not even a bodybuilder, not even like, uh, not even what I had trained for, just to look remotely athletic. <laughs> so it, it took me forever, but I have made progress. It was a slow, hard grind. But with what I know now, when I look back, I know exactly why it was a hard grind. For the first two years, I was anorexic, I didn't eat anything. So, of course, I wasn't going to make great progress. Then when I started to eat, I only ate protein because I only wanted muscle. I didn't want to get fat. And I thought if I didn't eat carbs and and fats, then I wouldn't gain body fat. But if I ate the protein, I would gain muscle. No, you just feel like absolute shit and your training is trash. Uh, As soon as I would put on weight, I'd also freak out that I was getting fat. And I would add a bunch of fasted cardio uh, to to my training routine. Which meant that basically I was going back and forth with gaining an ounce of muscle and then stripping 10 ounces back off. So I was looking flat and flabby no matter what I did because I was always overeating to bulk and over undereating to cut weight. I was too extreme with everything I did. As I grew older, I learned more and started making faster and more drastic progress. I mean, I've gone from 165 to 280. And I have a lower body fat percentage at 280 than I did over 100 pounds ago. My squat, bench, and deadlift total went from 850 in my early 20s to being over 1,700 in my 30s. I did something every day. That was the key. The key for me, the motivator for me, to continue to put in all that work over all those years was I did something every damn day. 365 days a year year, for 10 plus years. Before I started even seeing results. But what kept me motivated and what will keep you motivated is I did something every day. Every single day that I did something, I was getting one step closer. I was getting one step better. 
And that feeling is addictive. That's a very addictive feeling, in my opinion. Or at least I'm addicted to it. (laughs) To know you've improved today over yesterday is one of the best feelings in the world. I am better today than I was yesterday. And that's the feeling I want every single day. And that's the feeling that will motivate you. Don't focus on what might be or what might not be because of steroids or, or not taking steroids. Instead, ask yourself, am I doing everything available to me right now so I can be the best I can be? Have I missed any meals? Am I hitting my calorie target, my protein target, my timing targets? Have I missed any workouts? Am I working out optimally? With what I have right now, am I utilizing every option? Am I maxing out what I have available right now? Can steroids make you bigger, leaner, and stronger? Yes. But will they do any of that without proper nutrition or training? No. (laughs) When you take steroids, you, you get away with more. Like there's more leniency and less obvious impact to variable degree of choices. What I mean by this is if your caloric surplus that you want to grow from each day, so you have the right amount of calories, the right amount of protein, but it comes from pizza instead of chicken and rice, when you're taking steroids, you'll still grow. Uh, you're, you're, there's there's going to be some health impact, <laughs> uh, cholesterol and some other odds and ends that you're not going to be testing or be aware of, uh, but you're still going to grow, and it'll look like whether you eat pizza or chicken and rice won't matter. It does, but it will look like it doesn't. But when you're not on steroids, you can grow from both foods, but you will be like watery and flabbier looking eating the pizza than you would the chicken and rice. You would be leaner and less water retention if you ate the chicken and rice than you would the pizza. So without steroids, your choices kind of have more visible impact. But whether you're on steroids or not, the following things won't change. Is Number one, you must put in the work to get results. And number two, you will not know what your true potential is until you maximize consistency and do that for many years. So even if you take drugs, but you don't eat right or train consistently, it's not going to make a damn bit of difference. You're not going to see much. And even if you take drugs, you have to be consistent day by day by day for years, years, to truly see what your potential could be. So don't discredit what you can achieve without steroids. Because you don't even know yet. If you maximize what you have available to you right now and start following drug-tested athletes. So try to stop looking at people on social media that you think may be on drugs. Go find athletes who compete in, whether it's strength sports or aesthetic sports, compete in drug-tested federations and organizations. Those would be great people to look at because we don't know if everybody's truthful, but we know it's more likely that they're going to be natural athletes. And then that gives you, again, we don't want to compare, but looking at other people, it does give us an idea of what's possible. That will give you a healthier idea of what's possible. So 
how to stay motivated when you're not on steroids is to just think, what what can I do today that makes me better for tomorrow? Whether I'm on drugs or not, I still have to hit my calories, my protein, I still have to train. And if I hit my calories, my protein, and I train, I will make progress. I will see changes. I will see results. What keeps you motivated is seeing progress. What keeps you making progress is to focus on daily habits, not just the outcome of what you think you're doing (laughs) or the outcome of, of what you're aware that you should be doing. You only get the outcome of what you actually do. So focus on what you actually do, not what you should be doing, not what your program says. Focus on what you actually do. If you do it every day or as many days as you possibly can, you will see progress. If you're adherent to your daily goals and you're not seeing progress, well, then maybe your information, you know, might need updated or fixed or corrected. So it might be helpful to get a coach or somebody that can help you with that. Buy a program online, although I'm not a big fan of those because they're written for anybody who would buy them, which is anybody, not specifically for you. So I am more of a fan of you getting an actual coach who would know your name, (laughs) and they would write stuff specifically for you. Um, So if you look at your daily habits and you're like, okay, over the last 14 days, over the last 28 days, I, I actually have done really well. I have hit my targets at least 10 out of 14 days. So that would be 20 out of 28 days. And if you're still not seeing results, get a coach. Get somebody to help you. Because then your information might be wrong. But if you're not even 10 out of 14 days, you're only 7 out of 14, 5 out of 14, 3 out of 14, well, don't worry about what you should be doing. (laughs) Don't worry about what your plan is. Just freaking do it more consistently, even if it's not a good plan. Uh, Even a not good plan done correctly will make some progress for some time. (laughs) It'll plateau. But I would focus on being consistent before I'd worry about what I'm consistent with. Now, granted, I don't want you to be consistent eating a bowl of ice cream every day. (laughs) I want you to be consistent with something that actually does make progress. But too often people forget the consistency component and they just jump from program to program, coach to coach. And it's like nobody's going to help you if you're not even adherent to what you should be doing. So that would be my advice is how to stay motivated when you're not on steroids, is to don't discredit what you can achieve without them. And make sure that you're making progress by tracking your daily habits. If you see progress week by week, month by month, you will stay motivated. And you'll surprise yourself with what you can achieve without the drugs. Okay. thought that was a fun topic. I really liked it that the client brought that up to me. It was fun to kind of talk that out. Uh, so if you ever have any topics you want to hear in a podcast, just reach out. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. I do derive the topics as much as I can from client conversations. So that way I, I figure if your client's talking about it, somebody else might be thinking of it. Uh, but it's helpful to hear from the listeners what you want to know more about. Otherwise, I'm just taking a big fat guess every day. <laughs> so if you want to give me some more direction, if you want to make sure that you hear exactly what you want to hear, just let me know. Email me at brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Gym. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.